This episode is made possible with the help of our friends at Deep Eddie Vodka. To learn more about Deep Eddie, go to deepeddyvodka.com and follow them on social media at Deep Eddie Vodka. Deep Eddie, we thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. Beyond the Drink is a short segment where some of the best mixologists in the country explain the fascinating stories and recipes behind their favorite drink. In this week's episode, Caitlin Smith from Austin, Texas is back with her third and final cocktail. If you missed her first two episodes, please check out episode 4 and 14 from earlier this season. Caitlin is a service industry pro out of Austin, Texas, and she's going to walk us through a summer staple, get us excited for some warmer vibes. It's sangria time. To get this recipe, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Please enjoy this episode as we go beyond the drink with Caitlin Smith. My name is Caitlin Smith. I'm a service industry professional from Austin, Texas, and this is my summer sangria recipe. Living in Austin, Texas, it's nine months of summer, and you get invited to a lot of parties. So I really wanted to make a very quick, easy, large format cocktail that traveled well, and I could just be the hit of every party. <laughs> So I kind of just threw this together in a picture one day and it is probably one of my most requested things to bring to parties with me now. And you can change it up. There's really no rhyme or reason to this. Just no measuring, just start dumping <laughs> into a picture. Uh, but I really like to use my favorite is the Deep Eddie Peach vodka. Uh, you can also, I've done the lemon works really well. But so I'll do like a cup of uh, the peach vodka. I always like to make a strawberry simple syrup. I have one on hand in my fridge usually. Just really easy, equal parts, sugar to water. Cook it down with, you know, a, a handful of strawberries in there and strain them out. It keeps well. It's a really fresh, nice flavor. Um, so I'll add a few ounces of that, nothing crazy, uh, just to sweeten it up a little bit. And then I'll put in a little bit of OJ, a little bit of pineapple juice, and then a bottle of a crisp, dry white wine. You can even change this for seasons. I've done them with rosés. I've made a pink sangria. I've done it with a red and used some different like mulling spices and done it in the wintertime for a little bit of a heavier feel to it. For the summer one, a Pinot Grigio, something like that is going to be your go-to. And then just cut up, like cheat it, just cut up a bunch of fruit. You don't have to soak it. You don't have to do anything. Just toss it all in there. And I love to top these with some sort of bubbles. So you can do, I've done like a flavored seltzer. I've done like a real cheap, like sparkling wine. Um, anything, it just gives it that extra little kick at the end. And like I said, just put this all in a pitcher, stir it up and pour it over ice. And it's a huge hit. All right. All right. All right. All right. We need to go back to square one here because <laughs> this sounds awesome. And my thing with sangria, I don't think they're daunting. Cause I think, like you said, you just add a bunch of stuff to a pitcher 
Yep. Obviously, yours is probably a little more well-balanced than mine would be, but add a bunch of stuff to a pitcher, and if you like it sweeter, add more of the sweet component. If you don't like as much uh, of, of a certain flavor profile, don't add it. But um, I love that you went with like the Deep Eddy lemon or peach. That peach, I'm not a huge peach fan, but their peach vodka is so delicious. It's so good. Yeah, so I'd probably do that. And then strawberry syrup. A lot of people talk about simple syrup just and just kind of breeze by it. And I think there are a lot of people who do know about it, but it really is quite easy. So just take a, I mean, it's literally, you do, you take equal parts, sugar and water. Yep put it in a pot. And essentially when the sugar is dissolved, you're good to go. Exactly. You need to heat it. And I say like right before you kind of hit that like simmer, you can see where you get to that point and you've definitely heated it up. And that's when, if you're going to flavor it, that's when you add whatever in that you need. But otherwise, if you keep, if you put it to a boil and you keep heating it, you're going to make caramel. Exactly. And don't forget about it because then you're going to burn your caramel and it's going to be rough, rough kitchen. Got it. Okay. So equal parts sugar water in a pot, bring to a boil just or a light simmer just as it starts to do that. That's when you're adding your fruit. How much, like if I'm doing a cup of, a cup of water to a cup of sugar, am I adding like a handful of strawberry? I, I would, I mean, if you're doing a cup to a cup, I mean, yeah, just a handful of strawberries. I like to do it in a little bit larger format because like I said, it really does keep and you can put it in a squeeze bottle. You can put it in a quart container or whatever and just keep it in the refrigerator. And because you're straining out all of that actual produce, it'll keep for months. I mean, how long do you cook the strawberries down? Once you add them, how long are you cooking them for? So I will actually cook those if I'm adding a strawberry or a different fruit. I've done it with pears. I've done actually, uh, if you're doing a red, I've done a spiced pear syrup that was really nice and like a red sangria. But if you're adding a fruit, bring it up to that actual simmer kind of low boil so it cooks the fruit. And then you're going to turn it off and you let it steep. And that's what's actually going to impart that flavor into the syrup itself. And I let that sit uh, in the hot sugar water, essentially, uh, for as long as I can. And just even just till it completely cools, and then I'll strain it out. Yeah, I mean, I keep thinking, like, you could do that blueberries. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. That's awesome. Absolutely. And then orange. Savory ones, too. Yeah. And then the orange juice, I know for a tip, if you're typically using like a smaller amount of fresh orange juice or something like that, you may want to squeeze it fresh, but this you're you can just get a decent quality orange juice from the store. Oh yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, Tropicana, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like whatever canned pineapple juice. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sitting home and juicing by any yeah, means. Totally. So, no. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Caitlin, this one sounds delicious. And I am i don't have summer nine months of the year where I am in Chicago, but either during one of the three that it is kind of warm or maybe this winter, why not? I'll do a picture of sangria because this one you sounds should. delicious. You definitely Thank should. You. As I think you know, for our companion podcast, Beyond the Plate, we like to talk about how chefs give back to their community. So we'd like to give you a moment to shed some light on an organization that you'd like to raise awareness for as they're Has there been an organization that's kind of impressed or inspired you recently? I am always impressed with Austin Pets Alive, which I know that you're 
somewhat familiar with as well. I actually have two rescue dogs from there. I've volunteered there. It's the best rescue rescue organization I've ever seen anywhere I've lived in this country. And I, you know, I love to just go walk dogs there and they're, they're fantastic. And they have been able to make Austin a no-kill city, which is huge. Wow. That's awesome. My am familiar, Rachel Ray is a huge fan of Austin Pets Alive. So thank you for volunteering and doing the work you do with them. I know also they are an incredible organization. And for anyone listening, I'll just say what I often say in the podcast, whether it's you know, money or your voice or your time, it helps. It all helps. And I know there's a lot of people in need of food and things like that right now, but the animal shelters also need some love. So thanks for shedding a light on on Austin Pets Alive. Let's close it out with a fun little speed round with a couple of questions, shall we? Sure. Name a smell behind the bar that you love. Oh, God. (laughs) Tequila. Nice. (laughs) Name a smell behind the bar you hate. Bleach. One cocktail every home mixologist should have in their repertoire. Margarita. Caitlin, thank you again. (laughs) Always awesome to uh, learn another cocktail from you and have a great rest of your day. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you to Caitlin Smith. To get this recipe, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. This episode is produced by myself, along with Ian Cohen and Joel Yetton. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at On Kathy's Plate or go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on all the socials at BT Play Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy. <laughs>